Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. The Square Ball Podcast. Welcome to the Matchball Podcast for the Leeds versus Preston game with Levi Solicitors. Uh, 10% off your legal fees if you mention the Square Ball when you inquire. Head to levisolicitors.co.uk forward slash the Square Ball. I'm Dan Moylan and with me is Michael Normanton. Hello. And Moscow White Daniel Chapman. Hello. I don't know how I feel about that game today. Wasn't it weird? Do you feel a bit weirded out by it all? All my Christmas presents have been thrown in the fire. Oh. I watched them burn. He did at one point. I didn't like. even get any. <laughs> It felt like everything was lost at one point. I was looking at a live league table and Preston were right there breathing down our necks and then it, it became not quite so bad. But mm. but I've, I have concerns, is how I'd best describe it. I think your concerns are legitimate, particularly now the squad is looking a bit stretched uh, because we were terrible. That first, at least the first half an hour, that's the worst I think I've seen us play under Bielsa. It was really bad. Yeah, I'm not sure the solution is new players. What is the solution then? Making the players we've got play better. So you're you're saying that if plan A doesn't work, make plan A work better. Just make the players play well. Because we've got some really, really good players who are quite, you know, they're good at football. They got us up to second. We've been top of the table. So just make them play that good and we'll go up. I mean, it's, in fairness to Preston, whilst they were shithousing incredible, to incredible levels and the referee didn't help, um, they did give us the runaround in that first, particularly first 30 minutes when they were pressing us really high and wide and just shut down our plan and like, it's like if Kiko and Liam Cooper, you know, if it's not working, lads, try something else instead of doing the same thing over and over again badly. The problem is when we do try and go long, there's not a target there, is there? Yeah, but did you not see that that big gap in the middle of the park where there's like Click and Dallas were stood in it, fucking acres, they had acres of space, and, and he just kept wanging it out to the wings or playing it out to the fullback who get closed down. Goes back to Liam Cooper, who then kick it to one of their players. I think the worry is that. Alex Neal's done that every time he plays us, I suppose. He always puts three up against our defenders, Marks, uh, Phillips, and I think Phillips wasn't very good today. He marks, well, he marked Cooper and White and then puts Kiko under pressure from that. And he had the added bonus of uh, David Nugent up front, who looked, from the very first minute, he was playing with a smile on his face and I didn't like that. No, I don't like anybody having joy at Ellen Road besides us. No, and his uh, his whole thing was basically like a, an old dog playing with a puppy with Ben White and Ben got the better of him on quite a few occasions. There was one lovely moment where he flicked the ball backwards over um, Nugent's head and, and ran away from him all but then the the darker arts, the shirt pulling, the the nudging off the ball, the getting like elbows wrapped around his ben, neck. Ben White is, is too pure for that. 
Well, exactly. So Boris Nugent was... He's, just, like, he's like Snow White. ...was doing it all with a massive grin on his face. And then you had next to him, uh, Liam Cooper just didn't, didn't look what, like he'd what happened, up. What happened to him today? Because he, he looked like he had bloody lead in his boots. Well, I think that's, it's that thing. Preston are aggressive, annoying, experienced, and they have that plan that they use every time they play us of just their three attackers are marking our defenders. And because we play out from the back... Even if we are kicking it long, they're still we're looking, we're keeping the the back three involved. Um, and yeah, you got we had, they had two up front as well, so that means Calvin has to come back. But it doesn't matter what they do with uh, it was um, Alan Brown a lot of the time, which is sitting right on his toes. So we have yeah, they, they go man to man on our defence, which is it's our trick, isn't it, man to man? Yeah, but not normally on the defence. <laughs> that's where it is. They use their forward line. To, to mark our defenders and, and fuck us up and it it works every single time. Mm, but it's amazing though how we didn't think, ah, we see what they're doing here, we need to do this. We, why don't we try something else? I mean, we, we did try and get out through the fullbacks at times as well, but that wasn't really working either and it, it generally ended up with a bit of a crowd that you'd end up with. Alioski would get it and it'd draw Harrison back and it'd draw Cooper across and it'd just be the three of them all trying to play this intricate little passing move and uh, badly then it'd be a throw-in. <laughs> Yeah. Within about five seconds. Yeah, it, 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 when we're in that sort of compressed space, it increases the the chances of a of passing going wrong. And so, first we were having to pass away from Kiko to places that we didn't on the pitch that we didn't want to be playing from. And then once we were there, we were under pressure that meant it was more difficult to play out from yeah, there, but which I, meant it was more likely for there to be a throw-in. I'm sorry, how, how do you excuse though when Liam Cooper gets it? And I'm not saying he's in acres of space because they were closing him down, but then he would have just pass it to one of their men in midfield. How do you explain? This is basic stuff. Well, it wasn't just him. They all did, I counted in the first half, there were square balls going across the pitch from Dallas, Ailing, and Cooper. And I think Phillips did one as well. The all just went straight to the feet of their attacking midfielder. And um, yeah, the whole centre of midfield didn't work in that first half hour, I thought. I mean, Click was nowhere, was he? Well, Click, Dallas and Phillips, I thought, were all terrible in that opening half hour, which just meant there was acres of space and when everything, anything we did clear just came straight back. It, it was, I think, unique in Bielsa's era, really, that we've been penned in in a game. Mm. Even in games where we've actually suffered quite heavy defeats, like West Brom last year or something, it's not generally been such relentless pressure. It's been a more open game, whereas this, it just felt like the, the only touches we had in the final third were chasing their keeper occasionally mm. when, when we were getting onto loose balls and things but there was absolutely nothing that we produced in the opening half hour I think what was frustrating as well was seeing them not doing anything technically difficult they were getting it and they were hitting the channels every single time and just pumping it or lift, lift, either lifting it over our defenders so it dropped behind them and put them on the back foot or just pumping it into the channel and that was their only tactic really and lo and behold it worked well, their goal came from just a long ball, didn't it? I think it was a ball no, over the it top. Was a really good pass through. We lost the ball. Stuart Clicks Dallas lost the ball, didn't he? I think on the edge of the box. Yeah, and Stuart Dallas had, had gone into attack with him, so they were both upfield, just behind uh, on the edge of Preston's penalty area, and then it was just a really it was a it was a good pass through um, into space because we only had uh, Ben White back, and White went towards the ball, and they squared it across. To a nice little, re- little reverse pass. It was, it was Brown who scored, wasn't it? Yeah, right. Uh, so it, it ended up with two two running through against one. And we were, yeah, when we did get forward, we were. Play- there was one moment I had my head in my hands because um, 
only Alioski was back, he was on the centre spot <laughs> on his own and he was our furthest player back and Harrison was just in front of him trying desperately not to get tackled by one of their midfielders and if he'd lost the ball then it they would have been straight through. Um, yeah, it was um, it was difficult but yeah, they absolutely carved us open for that one. It was a counter-attack that, like we do. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that goal by Brown as well, I don't know if you saw him but he, was, he ran away shushing the cop just a li- yeah, yeah. little bit too much it, that, it's one of those moments where you think is it worth the banning order particularly at Christmas <laughs> just to go down there what exactly was he shushing because I the, don't know. the nobody, crowd had yeah. been in, entirely silent <laughs> yeah, up no, to that point no, he didn't, he'd not be getting any stick no he? stick no abuse no okay. just an unpleasant young man he needs to learn some manners is what I he needs to do I think he's done this before I'm sure the only reason I know the name of Alan Brown with an E is because he's been obnoxious against Leeds in the past. They are quite an obnoxious team from uh, Ben Pearson to David Nugent to Alan Brown to, I suppose, Paul Huntington's okay. But then uh, Tom Clark uh, getting involved with the whole um, Dallas and Pearson thing when they all got booked, when everybody got booked. That was another yeah, but referee. Uh, and they're time wasted. I know and it's easy to point the finger at the referee and say he didn't help it, but he really didn't help it. But he enabled their time wasting and, and gamesmanship so much. He seemed to be running at, almost at a tempo that wasn't tempo well, wasn't in, didn't match the game. Pearson was refereeing the game from what I could see. He just seemed to be man marking the referee and telling him what to do mm. the whole time. And he was holding the ball on every free kick because if as if it was his responsibility to, to decide when a free kick could be taken. Which was doing my day. And he should have got booked after about 10 minutes for fouling Dallas, which would have taken a lot of the sting out of his game. But that was the thing as well, yeah, the, the refusal of the referee to clamp down on the time waste and say, look, lads, I've got your number here. Um, stop doing it or you're going to get booked. And then they don't listen and they book him. But he, he enabled it for so long. I'm 50-50 on the referee, Darren Bond, it was, old Daspo, because he added on six minutes, which was a lot. Um, so he didn't, you know, he didn't do the usual thing of... Uh, not clamping down on it and, and only giving two minutes or something. And um, and I think that helped us in a way because clamping down on their time wasting and then playing the game to 90 minutes, they were tiring because of the work that they were going through. So make, forcing them to keep it up for 96 minutes is almost, that's, that's not something that works against us in the end. Mm. But what he was doing, and yeah, it's always annoying. I think referees in, in general just like, I noticed it in the, Chelsea Southampton game that um, just before Southampton took the lead, Ryan Bertrand had been booked for um, time wasting and they haven't played half an hour yet. And I think that's brilliant. That's exactly what should happen. Yep. But what the referee did do, on the other hand, was w- he let us take, if we had the room and we could take uh, corners in particular, we were taking corners whenever we wanted because he was like, right, if he'd, I think he'd know Preston are going to stop you taking these free kicks and there's a limit during the rules of like, I, I can tell them to get back 10 yards, can't do it. But on the corner, I don't care what the fuck's happening. If you, if Calvin wants to pass it to click, as soon as the ball's in the corner, do it. And that gave us some really uh, good spells of pressure where we were winning corner and taking it before Preston were ready. Um, so I, I was kind of 50-50 on Daspo with that because I felt Daspo. like um, like that was a good way of, of because all the referees could have been like, no, no, you've got to wait and take this corner, get everybody set up. Instead, he was just like, nope, when you're ready to take that corner, you take it. my grievance, though, was the fact that he refused to get the card out for so long, and then when he did, he just wouldn't stop. Yeah. It's kind of like, and then you book everybody for everything. Yeah. But there was, there was a couple of players in their, in their midfield that you could have done them under totting up easily in that first half alone. I think that's where uh, Nugent got his... He got booked in the end just for constant fouling, and then uh, Pearson, the same, eventually got one. And then it was the... 
I'd like to see. Well, there's a couple I'd like to see, and unfortunately, because the game on Sky, I get I got the impression watching it that Alioski uh, absolutely shoving Ben Pearson to the ground right in front of Alex Neal um, will probably have been replayed over and over. I imagine, even though there, there wasn't much in it, and Pearson rolling around on the floor, even you know, if he was that, if it was a head injury or something, then the the physio could have walked two paces to come and mm. save his life. But Stem the blood like, flow. Yeah, just left him to it. And then the, uh, it was Pearson and um, Dallas off the ball, I think, or it might have been Dallas and Brown. But yeah, then, uh, and that started from, um, that's where the referee maybe did need to clamp down because that started from Dallas being annoyed at him for... Is that the same one where the dickhead from... went to his knees when there was that exchange by the touchline and he, he fell to his knees as if he'd been hit and then he realised he hadn't been and couldn't get away with it? No, that was the Ben Pearson one. Ah, and right. He did actually, from my view, Alioski basically got him by the shoulders and just put him on the floor. Oh, that's fine then. Yeah, it was absolutely great. Um, but the other one was uh, Dallas ended up on the floor and it had been going on for a while over them arguing about a free kick being stopped from taking. And then... Pearson and Click and uh, no, it was Tom Clark came in with with Click and they they ended up having a big to do. So I get the feeling there'll be probably we'll get the the ten match bans later because <laughs> the squad's not thin enough already. Um, that goal when it came in, it was a nice moment when we equalised uh, so late on. But do, uh, do you feel happy on, with uh, on it? Now we sort of you know the game's finished about half an hour ago, three quarters of an hour. I mean, do, we, do, do you feel happy about the fact that, that happened? Because I I feel confused and annoyed. I don't know. <laughs> I feel very happy. It felt a little bit like things were unravelling as we headed towards a defeat there. And because Preston were going to be the team in third, it's obviously quite a decent swing of points there to, to take two off them and game one ourselves, whereas it did feel like there was the pressure on us. I don't know. We need to start winning, don't we? Essentially, when you look at the games we've got, this was the game to win, which I know we don't do things necessarily the, mm. the way we're meant to, but this was the game out of the next, out of the mm. three that you think you need to win. I think, so now we need to win at Birmingham. But the important thing here is that is the gap, really, because everybody is dropping points. Shrinking by a point every week, that gap. Well, that's it. The, the reason why there's, it feels like an opportunity missed to have opened up the gap, but that the reason that is there is because West Brom only drew at Barnsley and Fulham fluked a last minute equaliser at, well I assume they fluked it, but they got a last minute equaliser to make it 3-3 at, at Luton. Um, so the reason that that opportunity was there for us to to take something from, like to win and improve the gap was because our two closest rivals fucked up as well. You not, to men- hey, not to mention Sheffield Wednesday at Stoke who um, Tom Lees put them 2-1 up on 74 minutes yeah. and their, their winner uh, came after 97 minutes their equaliser was four minutes before that on 93 so that's a kick in the bollocks isn't it so we're not the only ones and West you know West Brom shouldn't be going to Barnsley and drawing no they're supposed to be the best team in the division so that's I, I having seen how badly we played particularly in the first half I'll take a point out of that because sometimes be, you be have to we got it yeah sometimes you have to that you have to say we're not going to play well every game no and and that whatever they did for Christmas don't do that again next year (laughs) one size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on same goes for healthcare that's why United Healthcare offers flexible budget friendly coverage for medical vision dental and more learn more at uh1.com there's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with plush care PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. 
Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Let's talk about strikers then, because there was a bit of consternation when uh, Bamford was taken off for Niketia. Consternation? There were boos. I think it was the first time I've known proper dissent for a Bielsa change. I was trying to think if there'd been any others where it's, there was a definite, ooh, not for him. So I think a, people were pleased to see him warming up and mm. thinking, oh, fair enough, we're getting another striker on. But I was surprised by it. Bamford had tried and he'd not really had anything to work from. So no. he, I don't think he'd done anything wrong as such. Mm. I think, I think, I... I <laughs> oh, here he goes. He I, was, I'll, I'll just on Bamford, I'll say he was having one of his, his thick days where he has a problem in games like this where when... Nugent did it right against Ben White of being very cleverly doing uh, experienced striker stuff off the ball, you know, and just getting those digs in the ribs and stuff on on that. Patrick Bamford sees that kind of thing happening in the game and he just runs up to somebody and just pushes it. Yeah, he'll bang into them. He did do that into the goalkeeper. Yeah, yeah. And there was one on the the far touchline as well where he chases somebody out and the ball's going out for a throw and he just pushes him over and it's like there's a free kick. And it's like no need for it. Think of the territory that you're going to gain by having them boxed in there. And sometimes he is like, which one out of Wizard of Oz doesn't have the brain? Him. Tin Man. (laughs) Yeah. And he just thinks, Patrick think just think <laughs> I was going to say on the sub I kind of get it to a, to a point because our problem was the middle of the park really was not having an outlet in midfield wasn't it um, and I'm not convinced that having two men up front would have necessarily helped the situation in midfield unless you were going to sacrifice a defender no I think the the response to Bamford going off was kind of an expression of um, Elland Road's kind of inner inner desire for a good old fashioned four four two and lump it I think it's one of those everybody wants to see Bamford and, and Ketia up front um, and hang hang whatever Bielsa wants. Um, and that does come through on, on games like this when you are watching uh, Bielsa's idea of playing out from the back and Kiko dictating the play and stuff, not working. Um, that's those are the moments when you do think, oh, just fucking get two lads on up front and bang it. It, it is... Um... It's one of those days today, I think maybe why I feel a bit sad and upset and confused about it all is because you're starting now maybe to see the limitations of Bielsa's system and his method, do you think, a little bit, that it's the refusal to, and and we spoke about it earlier on on the Phil Hay uh, podcast recording, which will be coming out after this one, which is confusing enough for everybody listening, but um, about his refusal to take on board more players or have a bigger squad or um, play in a different way. And when you've got players who are not having a good day, like, they weren't having a good day at the at the at the back, but you know, mm. Kiko, Cooper, whoever, thinking we need to find another way to do this. Uh, and maybe having the midfielders that've got the intelligence to find that space or, or get Kiko to say, look here, pass it to me, I'm in the middle. I think today we needed a, a change in midfield as well, and the option was Robbie Gotts, who as we know will never play. Will never play. He nearly started. I think, by the looks of things. I have to just say it was the Scarecrow as well. I remembered the Scarecrow oh. doesn't have a brain. I don't I don't want people tweeting me about it, about Wizard of Oz. <laughs> we don't need that. Why do you hate Oz? Why do you hate Dorothy, you wanker? Red shoes. 
scummer. Uh-huh. Um, she, uh, not she, Robbie Gotts nearly started because there was, um, at the end of every warm-up before the game, they do this thing where they, they run in front of the, the cop um, and do the final little warm-up. And I was watching and, and they know, one of the things they do is they jump in the air and bang shoulders and mm. and and it's two by two. They all run at the fitness coach and run two by two. I noticed Alioski was running on his own and I was like, either he stinks and he ain't got no friends no more or um, there's only nine outfield players there and I counted and then they were doing it and... Um, and I'd noticed as they were setting up, Luke Ayling had turned to somebody and he was shouting at them, like, what are you doing over there? Um, and towards the end of this routine, Robbie Gotts was brought over and he did the last of it. And then he mm. stayed and he was working on it on his own to get his fitness up and Click was nowhere to be seen. So I think there'd been a problem with Click. Um, and they were going to be like, right, we need to get Robbie right. warmed up. Um, but then Click came out and Robbie must have been thinking... I'm going to start. I'm not just going to come on as a sub. Only I'm kidding. Gonna, I'm going to start. But then, yeah, here comes Click out and he did his his warm-up and uh, I think whatever it was, if, if he felt a twinge or something. But he didn't... Uh, I wonder if that had something to do with his his performance because he, he didn't start well. Um, well, nobody did in the first half, but we wanted... We needed Click. Click's job, when we were trying to get out, he was trying to do lots of flicks through to Bamford, do lots of kind of backward... Flick headers or flick, yeah, they come in towards you and you just try and get, yeah. yeah. And then Bamford was just nowhere near them. Well, they went nowhere near yeah. Bamford, and Bamford was nowhere near where they were, they were going. So it won't work. But yeah, I wonder if uh, I wonder if Click was in in line for um, for not starting. And maybe that is an argument for having a, a deeper squad that we wouldn't have relied on debutant Robbie Gotts to be coming in. But then, if yeah. you remember the playoffs against uh, Derby. Who was our best player in the Shackleton? Shackleton. So um, I wouldn't. It's maybe. I wouldn't have worried if Gotts had, had started. It's the lack of depth there as well. He's a bit. He's brought to the front, but for the fall by the fact that Forshaw has died, yeah, and will never play again. Hernandez is out for a month. You've got Roberts. You might want to bring in there. Shackleton as well. And yeah, then Shackleton both due back. So <laughs> there are enough players there, just not right now. <laughs> I mean, it's the yeah. yeah we we. I think we've been into this before. We'd be else from his small squad. Is that how big a squad do you do you need to cover every eventuality? Because you know, you could sign twenty central midfielders, and eighteen of them could be injured, and then you still haven't got enough. So it's you have to make a call, and and it's up to the. There are two ways of doing it: you either stock up on on, on players, or you you just hope. Mm. It's not hope. It's but we're getting, but we're getting injuries. That's the point. We saw the injury record last year. You think maybe? Oh, do I need an extra body? Or is that where we? You think making better use of the loans and and things like that, and just having a a more usable squad because you know it wasn't great last year at times was it with the injuries but we've got a similar similar number this year but at the same time we finished third and should have finished second Mm. so there was not really when it came down to it were injuries the reason we didn't beat Wigan and were injuries the the reason we we lost to it so we I I think as well because we had that really bad first sort of half an hour today yeah and I was going to say sorry go on after after that I think second half we weren't brilliant but we were more effective. I was actually going to say similar, yeah. And yeah. there was some moments. Um, there was one in particular when we talked about Casillas' distribution out of uh, in the first half when he couldn't get out. Um, there was one absolutely fantastic, quick clearance, kicked clearance to the wing. To yeah, Harris, yeah, 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 yeah. Where he'd seen right into his path, wasn't it? Yeah. Absolutely perfect, and created a really brilliant chance um, that obviously we didn't score from because we don't. But um, <laughs> but. That was, you know, and you realise 
that's why I think kind of getting too much into it. And we were listening to to radio leads on on the way in when obviously a lot of people are phoning in and, and Noel is agreeing. Noel's opinion is that we need a, a centre half, a centre midfielder, and a striker. And I, so we don't know. We don't. It'd, it'd be nice to have. Yeah. Um, to hanging around and not playing, but that's the thing is like if we say if we went and signed another centre half. Who out of Liam Cooper and Ben White are we dropping just because today they weren't very good? Mm. And yes, maybe if you know if Ben White breaks his leg tomorrow, then we've got a problem at the back. But you would say that about you know if Liverpool, if Virgil Van Dijk breaks his leg, they go back to being the, the team that couldn't defend two years ago until they went and spent seventy five million on the best defender in yeah. the world and and sorted it out. So, um, I, yeah, I, I think writing everything off on the basis of the first half an hour being dog shit. Um, is maybe would be overthinking things. We, we were terrible, but we would by the end of it, we were definitely worthy of the draw. Without a doubt, we had chances. Alioski at the post. There were there were yeah. several where it was flashing around the box, and it it felt like it was going to drop to somebody, and it never quite did. Yeah, the goal oh. in the end was just a, 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 a product of absolute pressure. Yeah, we yeah. were just. I mean, some of the crosses were bad and then some of the crosses were good, but he was just going left to right across their box. And I looked from the gantry down at Alex Neal. Are you on the gantry? Shortly before, sat next to Phil Hay. Oh, right, you should have mentioned Norman that. Hunter was not happy today, by the way. He was back and just spent the first half just swearing at everybody. Tell us our great one. What was the gantry like? What was the view like? All, and what I saw was just... Away from the scum in the plastic seats. Just before we we did equalise, when we, we had a big period of pressure and they... They finally managed to clear it downfield, just a big hoof. I looked at Alex Neal on the touchline. He was just standing there with his, his hands on his head, looking as if he was like, we cannot withstand this. And yeah. What I was going to actually say was before, when we were both talking, uh, was about that last sort of quarter of the game. And actually, we say, the criticism is that if plan A is not working, do plan A better. At the last quarter of the game, we did plan, plan A quite well. Mm. Uh, Costa was effective. Niketi was effective. Harrison really came into the game. Alioski started making better decisions as well. And it, it worked. The pressure told in the end, didn't it? I mean, it felt like it wasn't going to do, but ultimately it did. And we've still got an eight-point gap. I think we're going to miss Nketiah if he goes back quite a lot. If he plays like that every week. He is, he, every time he comes on, he tends to do something pretty good. I can't imagine we're going to be able to sign anyone better than him. We maybe bit, could get someone who fits the system, the plan A system a bit better, someone who's a another Bamford person, maybe even a better... Bamford and then Bamford can be on the bench for a change mm. but yeah. I don't think I don't think anyone we're going to get will be as as good at running with the ball and taking people on and mm. creating chances from nowhere He's he was very effective at that today wasn't he the link up play and he, he did give a big wave to the cop at the end as if he was say see ya bye we'll be here again thanks for being nice to me yeah um, and yeah today after a few fairly dismal weeks from NK and maybe dismal's overplaying it but weeks where he's not really done much when he's come on Today, yeah, he was brilliant when he came on and, and created loads. And he had that, uh, there was a really good save from his header as well, wasn't there? Yeah, yeah. And, then, and it, it was almost typical that we had Alioski hit the post. There was at least one or two others where there was either a good save or it was blocked on the line. And then the one that actually goes in is Dallas just deflected and it just, that's how we score. I mean, again, it annoyed me, uh, Brown shushing the cop in the first half when he scored what was really nice was how distressed the goalkeeper was when that went in it was really enjoyable just looking because again head on hands good the, uh, sorry head, hands on head rather I did, well, head in hands yeah. <laughs> Some head and hands together yeah. there was a, a head to hand interface going on <laughs> I enjoyed his appeal to the referee in the first half because the crowd were being mean to him as if the ref would somehow intervene he's sort of going to the ref look, this, look at this look what's happening it's like 
what do you want me to do? Book the book the crowd? You know, it's people are <laughs> but, shouting shit at you. But the same mean things. <laughs> on the on the theme of the kind of the shit housing that was going on, I wanna give a a shout out to Gianni Alioski, who I thought is one of the few players who was not shit today. And in the midst of it, although he did get himself involved in, yeah, he pushed Ben Pearson over. And there was another brilliant moment when uh, Alex Neal was outside his technical area and he was telling, the, he was pointing at somebody, saying, the, the throwing shouldn't be taken from there, it should be taken from there. And Alioski just went over, he just went, he, put, he pointed him and pointed back in his dugout. Like, you just get back in there. But also some of his play, I thought Alioski had a, a pretty good game. There was a couple of moments where... um it looked as if Preston were getting in dangerously. Um, the break-in, nobody's seen the runner and Alioski's seen him. You just haven't seen Alioski get there yet and he, mm. he tracked back really well. And there was there was one moment, I don't know if you, know, you put too much faith in one moment, but he was bursting forward down the wing. He overlaps Harrison and he just kind of trod on the ball a little back heel because he knew Harrison would be there. And it was just like, Which Harrison are you talking about? <laughs> Jackie. Um and it was... Uh, oh, I caught myself shouting that. Jack, calling him Jackie today. Go on, Jackie. Go on, Jackie. Well, it, it suits him. Suits anyway, him. Anyway, carry on. Make your point. And it just felt like, yeah, actually, Alioski's kind of on it today. And there was some, there was a, a few other moments that were just like, right, Alioski, you're, you're one who is not just fucking mm. kicking the ball straight out of play. There's, there's a funny thing I noticed down uh, near where I was, sort of front of the cop, sort of northwest corner today. And... Um, it was, I think we just, had we just equalised, I think we had, and the ball sort of spilled out, you know, when it was all getting a bit frantic in the sort of, in the wide areas at the edge of the box, and the ball spilled across and went out for a throw, and he just started grinning as he went uh, went across to get the ball to take the throw, and you just thought, he's, he's really enjoying this, he's really enjoying him himself. <laughs> Having said that, when he whacked that chance over, when he basically oh, had an open goal. Yeah, just after, side foot it gently. Yeah, stop leaning back, you clown. On, just on target, yeah. anything on target's fine. And that was one of those, I love, I really enjoy, um, of all the things, whatever Helder Costa does. And again, I thought Helder Costa was okay today. Um, he's really good at keeping balls in play that should go out of play. And he keeps stuff alive. Yeah, and he did that down there, passed to Enkete, got it back cross. And I... Uh, it might have been my imagination, but I thought it was Liam Cooper going for a header in the box. Mm. I think, I think it was. No, I think you're right. Which he shouldn't have been there because we'd just broken from... Uh, it was a bit, It was just a massive kick downfield from possibly Casilla. I can't remember now. And then, um, yeah, it was. And then uh, Telda Costa managed to keep it in. And yeah, Liam Cooper misses a diving header in the six-yard box on a counter-attack because why wouldn't he? Because this is because <laughs> even when we're shit, we are still Bielsa's boys. And then, yeah, it was just there for Alioski, just puts it in the empty goal. Everybody's on the floor. Put it just over them, not it was almost all like the he way saw over it. them. It's almost like he saw it and he just ran up to it and went, ah, bang, oh, never mind. Alioski at the back post is just not a goal, is it? Speaking of Casilla, uh, he had a little moment as well, didn't he? When oh, he decided yeah. to play outfield for a bit. Well, that, I mean, Calvin Phillips getting caught in possession in front of goal started all that. Mm. Edge of the penalty area and he just gets tackled. But, it's when you, but when you see him make that decision, like, I'm going for this now, and you think, oh, God. I thought he was being sent off to Casilla because he came out and slide tackled him. Yeah. And, then, um, <laughs> and then the referee let them shoot and I thought he'd called it back for the free kick and I was thinking, oh, this no, is it. Here yeah. we go. This is when it all falls apart. Uh, listen, heroes and villains then from today. Plenty of villainy going on with, um, with Preston. Nugent, villain. 100%. That oh. old man can fuck off. <laughs> Why is he still playing? I know it's supposed to be nice to the elderly at Christmas, but he can, I hope he gets home and his heating's gone off and his 
pipes have burst. And he's all alone. Yes. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. I mean, the referee, he was frustrating me, but as we covered it, it's very hard to to go against the sort of thing they were doing, which was staying down. There was a bit in the first half, just as we were starting to get into it in the first half, one of their players stayed down for absolutely ages with a pretend head injury. In fact, it was Nugent, I think. Stayed down with, for half. ages with a pretend head injury. Yeah, he he won that free kick off Ben White where he sort of, White had it under control, so he stumbled into White and then took ages going down as if, oh, ref, I'm being dragged to the floor. And then stayed... Uh, Stayed down for ages for treatment because um, they were one little up at that point, and he, you know, it didn't matter if he was in the box or not. Because although this set, I'm just on Preston because I do want to. Um, they should have some credit for being one having this this bold idea of marking our back three, um, and then at one one when they had that corner in the second half, they their keeper and Alex Neal were pushing everybody forward. One of their players was trying to hang back on the edge of the centre circle and he was like get in the box get in the box and it was hoping if we could have broken from that we would have won the game but you know it's good to see a team not just going oh it's 1-1 it's a little bit like us really it's 1-1 or at least how we were 1-1 in the, the final in the 96th minute let's just keep four back and make sure we get the draw instead now they had everybody in the box trying to get a win because I think they'd you know they'd know that well, the way Calvin on, put it out was it? I did fully corners. expect them to score from that yeah, when, yeah. when Phillips turned and booted it straight out for a corner I didn't oh, think oh Christ lad. this is how it, this is how we lose this game he just he did not what did he do for Christmas if you were with <laughs> Calvin Phillips on Christmas day hang your heads in shame there's villains yeah. for you whoever isn't it, he'll probably be his, uh, his lovable old mum and gran won't he from the, from the documentary well feeding him full of they've been too nice to him yeah. That's the problem, isn't it? Too much kindness at Christmas. He's waddling around the pitch full of quality street and, <laughs> and love. He's obviously been, had too much affection over He's Christmas. gone soft, hasn't he? That's what yes, it is. He He's gone soft, Calvin. You need it harder. His mind, Deprive him. Starve him. He was, his mind was on the on carols and not on uh, mm. the uh, game. Any heroes then, quickly? Not from this game, but ex-Leeds legends, Apo Halmer and yes. Sam Vokes for getting, getting late goals in, in other games which have, have kept us... In a nice healthy position. I think, what did Vokes do? He scored the winner for Stoke. Ah, oh, good on off I the mean, bench. I still hate him. <laughs> <laughs> Never liked Sam Vokes, but uh, Homie is always a good lad. That memorable spelling, League One. What a time. Uh, Alioski can have a, a nomination for managing to get through all that without getting sent off. Yeah. Um, yeah. There was a bloke uh, who stood just behind me who went, oh, Alioski's going to get sent off here. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'd, you'd have expected it from Ben Pearson as well. But uh, yeah, Alioski is our kind of uh, Ben. Ben Pearson can be a villain. Yeah, just, just fucking like annoying. Just walking around trying to ref the game while being an absolute dick about it. If you if you bought a program today, which you shouldn't have, because you should just buy the square ball and and not that. <laughs> Although he does have an extract for my book in it. Yeah, so I, was gonna, really... <laughs> I was just about to point this out, you idiot. You're um, fucking right in the thing. Uh, if you've got a program, look at the section about Preston and look at the picture of Ben Pearson. That's not a footballer. <laughs> no, not a footballer. Hey, listen, I want. I'm going to go go home and eat bloody my body weight again. I think he's the drummer from a Swedish in, in, indie band. Can we go home? Yeah, I think we probably yeah. can. Regroup and it's Christmas. Yeah. And then, oh, villains! Oh, Sky, Sky yeah. for scheduling this match at five fucking fifteen on Boxing Day. Mm. Should have been home hours ago. And it, yeah, it means we are still recording at eight fifteen, which is bollocks, isn't it? Although in many ways, it's worse for the Reading and QPR fans because their game is still going on, and no fucking person and it started is watching at this one on. o'clock. Nobody is watching that on telly, though, are they? <laughs> Who's watching that, really? Well, I mean, anybody who's got 
Amazon Prime is watching Liverpool versus Leicester. <laughs> Which one are you going to choose? Mm. Even, they'll be, they'll be Home Alone 2 or something instead, won't they? You can just watch that on Boxing Day. Hey, on to Birmingham then. And uh, Pep, Cotet. He'll give us a he'll, he'll roll over for us, won't he? Yeah, he knows. That's fine then. Yeah, fingers crossed. Just, and I hope he gives a little a wink to Gary Monk. <laughs> right. Sorry to the chasing pack, particularly you, Gary. Hey, so um, we, we entered the studio, so we were confused. Do we feel a little bit more settled and calm now uh, and, and feel like we're, we're going to go into this one fine? It's okay. There's an eight-point gap still. People are dropping points, including us. But It's one more point on our glorious march to promotion, and I think we will have to look back once we are in the Premier League at Preston and say, fair enough, yeah, two draws. That's what, that's what we've got against them, I think. And if it makes them happy... Yeah, Alex Neil's got Bielsa's number, hasn't he? He's, he's got it worked out as to how to how to fuck it up. Um, and you, what's great about it, and I think is one of the reasons not to worry, is no matter how many times we see Preston do that to us, it's not like every other team looks at it and goes, oh yeah, we can do that. It's just Preston can do it. So, mm. villains, Preston. For daring to challenge Being good us. against yeah. us. Yeah, and having that lamb on the badge. Still not resolved. Listen, let's go home and eat some quality street ourselves, shall we? I don't even know what day it is. It's those weird Christmas days. There's football on. It's Boxing Day, I think. Yeah. But is it a Thursday? And is you it know Thursday? what day the Tuesday? It is Thursday. You know what day the Birmingham game's on? Oh, they put it on Sunday, haven't they? It's a Sunday. Why? Because <laughs> we've played on a Thursday. No respect for the God Rod. <laughs> It's too confusing. Let's just let's just get this whole thing out of the way. Let's can we have just played Arsenal in the cup and still be still be second with eight points clear. Honestly, that's how I feel about it now. As long as we, we can keep an eight-point gap to second out of this awful Christmas period and just get back to normality again and start yeah. playing crap teams, then it'll all be fine. <laughs> yes, please. Right, thanks for listening to this one. Thanks as well for Levi Solicitors getting behind the podcast. 10% off your legal fees. Have a look on the website, levisolicitors.co.uk forward slash the square ball. Enjoy the rest of your mince pies and your leftover turkey and stuff, and we will, uh, we'll speak to you after the Birmingham game. The Square Ball Podcast. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. 
Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.